1: Drowning in status updates and lost in endless emails? Break free with ClickUp.com, the one app to replace them all. Imagine a world where your team collaborates effortlessly in one shared space. No more chaos, just ClickUp. Your projects, tasks, and communication unified at last. Transform how you work with customizable views, seamless integration, and real-time updates. ClickUp is your shortcut to more productive days and happier teams. Join the millions of productive teams already streamlining their workflow. Visit ClickUp.com to get started.
0: Another player who I love, who I think is super versatile, big, can do a bunch of things, probably would have scored a lot more if he didn't play for Houston Is Jairus Walker. Mm -hmm. He is getting mocked a lot to the Pacers. Mm -hmm. Some people think he'll go... Earlier, like five, six. Some uh-huh. people think maybe nine, ten. Uh, what do you think he ends up? Where do you think he ends up going? Where do you think his best fit is?
1: I think the Pacers is a good fit, just defensively, and what he what he learned at Houston, what he's able to do at Houston. Again, Dallas, another good fit. That I I, I don't think Dallas. Everybody is mocking lively to Dallas. I think there's some Grady dicks out there too to Dallas, but I, I don't think they oh go my big. God, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know, but. <laughs> That would be
0: uh, <laughs> that would be a killer for Nico Harrison if they don't get some defense.
1: Yeah, and and that's what or I'm a expecting. Ball handler? I'm expecting like somebody, like somebody else outside of what everybody's saying. And a walk, a Walker is somebody like that that could fall just because they say, "Hey, we're trying to score, score, score." The Pacers, like this, is Rick Carlisle we're talking about. Yeah, Rick Carlisle doesn't care about defense. Rick Carlisle said, "I don't care if you're scoring 110 points, my team will score 120." And so that could be something that, hey, we're not interested in a walker because of that. And that's fine. But if he falls and he gets to somebody, like, I'm throwing Dallas out here a lot. But because I feel like Dallas, yeah, even in Utah, Utah, terrible defense as well. Like, I'm throwing these teams out there, especially Dallas. One, because Dallas tanked for a reason. I think they put, they wanted 10 for a reason. They already been planning this. Way back before the Knicks were even considered at taking their as taking their pick if it fell to eleven or anything like that. So I think they plan for this and they're going to make some type of splashy move. Everybody thinks it's a big. I'm not sure. You don't think they'll trade that pick? I I think they I they could. Like I think that there's so many things, especially what you just trading for Kyrie, like you can get something back. Remember, I talked about play teams that are trying to get something back. They very well could, but I just think Dallas is the team I'm watching out for where I think. They're going to do something that nobody expected, whether it's trading back, whether it's going and getting a player that somebody didn't expect, like a Walker or anybody else that we talked about today. Like, I think Dallas is the biggest wild card because they just feel like we're playing with house money. We have Luka Doncic.
0: Yeah. I'm I'm also curious about Grady Dick because, boy, oh, boy, will this matter where he goes. You Mm -hmm. know, the fit is going to be key, Mm -hmm. very critical. I've seen him as high as being reached. by Orlando Yeah, I've seen uh, at six I've seen him getting mocked in the 11th pick to Orlando at six
1: you think he falls I think he falls I don't know if everybody's. why is he so polarizing I think it's I think is it the North American white boy thing (laughs) and and it possibly could be it possibly could be because it's like he's not that athletic
0: but he's kind of sneaky athletic which just means he's white
1: and I think Christian Braun just helped him out. Yeah. <laughs> I think Christian Braun, if if he gets into the top 10, I think he definitely should be sending an invoice Christian Braun's way because now they saw what Christian Braun did in that playoff run, especially in the And he can do finals. more than Christian Braun. And he can. He is and a really it, elite shooter. And that's what it is. Like, you're not just... So if you're getting the toughness and you're getting everything you wanted about Christian Braun, you add somebody that can shoot. Movement think, shooter, too. Yeah, like, oh, man. I think everybody's going to be looking for him. Do I? But is everybody going to take that chance and And him just being that guy? The
0: difference between Christian Brown and Grady Dick is that you have to kind of hide Grady Dick in your defense and you
1: don't for Christian Brown. And it's the fact that Brown has low expectations. Mm -hmm. If you take Dick top 10, you're going to expect for him to be... Tyler Hero think? He's in the bubble. It was 13, gonna,
0: 14? Yeah,
1: like back of the lottery. I don't think it's – like he's not sliding. I'm not going to say like he goes all the way to the Lakers at 17 or anything like that. Like I Which think would be a steal. Yeah, 100%. But I think he's back of the lottery there, and he's somewhere around that range. not necessarily top 10. Oshay range. Yeah, maybe maybe a second Orlando pick. So uh, you feel comfortable. Maybe you don't go Lively's way. Or maybe you take Lively early because you think that Dick is going to fall to you at eleven. Fine. Like, I I think that's a possibility as well. But somebody with just a little able that says that, hey, we can take this chance because all these teams up towards the top cannot afford another mess up. Yeah. Like, there's jobs relying on getting this pick right this year because this is such a good draft. And there's going to be busts. Like, there's going to be bust in the top 10 people. 100%. There's going to be two, maybe three. If you're one of those teams with the bust. That's your job. Like, this is a rich draft, and if you just so happen to draft the bust, your livelihood is done. So I don't think people are going to take that chance with a lot of these guys.
0: So Metropolitan 92, everybody's obviously been watching Vic, but another kid, Bilal Koulibaly, he's really, Mm -hmm. really good, really fun. Mm -hmm. Mocs have him going as high as 9, as low as 15. Uh, there's been some hype around Sacramento trying to move up to try to get him. I mm-hmm. think Vivek Ranadive, the owner of the Kings, went to his game. Mm-hmm. A lot of people were like, why would he go see Vic in France? A lot of people think it was for Bilal. Like, what do you think he could be? Is he the most, like, I guess, mystery I player? think he's the
1: person that somebody trades up, and they're like, oh, they're trading up. They're going to get, huh? Yeah. Who? Like, that's really what it's going to be. And I think, you know, when you come... Kind of like Usman Jang
0: was last yes, year with OKC. Yes,
1: yes, exactly. Where it's like, you go in and get you draft, that guy, like, who? And it's the guy that's not on everybody's radar, but it's because Big Vic is just so polarizing. Nobody pays attention to the other guys around that team. Like... As good as he is, he was not the reason why they won games, like a bunch of games. Like it's everybody else that came and helped them out. And so especially when they came over here, I think it was Las Vegas, What was, and they played against G League at night. Like that was a chance for a lot of people to open their eyes. So I think he's one of those guys that can go kind of a trade. Maybe a Kings team does trade up and go get him or somebody else does trade up and go get him. And everybody's like, "Oh, scratching their head," and then you look two, three years down the line, and you're like, "That was a really, really great trade." Really, yeah, really the uh,
0: the Hawks have the fifteenth pick. That would be interesting.
1: I think the Hawks are the Hawks could be. We'll see. They traded away a lot of picks for Dejounte Murray, but they ought to get this one right. Trey Young could be out the door, and I'm waiting for something big to happen between now and Thursday, maybe even on Thursday. I'm waiting for something big. I don't know what it is. But it just feels like the Bradley Beal thing was a tease. That was the tease move. Draymond Green not taking the op, op, his player option. That was a tease move. But it feels like something big is around the corner where you're going to have a star move for a pick. And some team is going to buy into the youth movement or just changing that team around. And Quinn Snyder... Who one the Hawks are not afraid to make changes because I don't think I can remember a coach coming in middle of the season. Yeah, coaching like coaching full on coaching mid season. Now he has an off season to kind of plan things out. Does he want Trey Young around? It is that the like is that the fit? I know we talked about a lot of mock situations and I mean the Lakers do have seventeen. Yeah, seventeen is still a valuable pick in this draft. So could there be a situation where somebody anywhere? Says that hey, we're gonna take Trey Young and we'll give you one of our first round picks. You think Trey gonna... Young
0: only gets one first round pick? I mean, it's
1: gonna be one, uh, one of many. Like they're yeah. gonna get a haul for him, but a pick in this draft is a hundred percent gonna come. So yeah. is it gonna be Trey Young? I uh, know I'm not saying it's gonna be Trey Young, but I think there is a possibility that a star from some somebody somewhere moves prior to draft and gives somebody like a player like. Anybody we talked through through this lottery, because this is a rich draft. And I think the owners and the GMs and everybody in basketball sees it and says, hey, we may not have like a superstar, but we're going to have some really, really good players that are con- going to help us compete for championships in the future.
0: Yeah. And we saw with Denver role players, especially role players that can play defense are so critical. If you've got two guys. One, obviously, that's a big man that can pass like Jokic and mm-hmm. a secondary scorer like Jamal Murray. Mm-hmm. What you need is to fill in the gaps. What's up with Taylor Hendricks? Like, what's up with him?
1: I, I think he I think he's... Because no one is
0: talking about him, but he's mocked in every gonna top 10. He's going to
1: be in 10. the top 10. He's, he's yeah. going to be in the top 10. Is he not it...
0: the least talked about top 10 player?
1: It's either him or Walker. Yeah. I think it's either him or Walker. I think those are the two guys that people kind of like, I don't know what this guy looks like. <laughs> but I heard he's a really good basketball player, so we're just going to go ahead and go with that. But uh, Hendricks is interesting because I think he kind of fits the mold. And he's going to be one of those guys that you're going to take him in the top 10, and you're going to understand that he's he might not be a starter for you, but he's going to be a very, very good bench piece. And I think he like that's why I'm like there's so much trade potential here because if you're a contender, like, you want somebody in this draft just to fill out that bench. Mm-hmm. Like, imagine if Phoenix had some type of trade capital. Yeah. And they're sitting there saying, man. We would we like cannot, a Taylor Hendricks. We, yeah. we would like anybody to come play on the bench for us. Like, there's so many. Denver. I, so, the funny thing about the parade with Denver is that Mike Malone was said he's Bruce Lee is coming back. No,
0: he's not, though, right? But he's if
1: Bruce. If Bruce Brown went back, I would... Probably say that his age. I would never sign with his agent. If Bruce Brown signed another deal with the Denver Nuggets,
0: because the amount that Bruce Brown can get on the open market, they is thought probably that this deal was a terrible one. Yes,
1: they said this deal was a terrible deal, and he should have never signed it. Now, it, hindsight looks amazing because he has a ring, and now he's going to command so much. I don't know if Malone was, and if you, I, I was looking at Bruce Brown's reaction, he's like. I, like I'm going to go get a bag. You like, can't
0: pay me 12 yeah, million. Yeah,
1: I can be a starter on many other teams. Like so, Denver is another one that. And I was talking about you on uh, uh, the other show. Yeah, Ben M. Yes, I was talking to you about that. Like Denver is going to need to reload that defense position. So would it be surprising if Denver's finds some some type of capital and says, I know that during the finals they had a swap with OKC and they and they did a pick swap with OKC or something like that. Like, Denver yeah. could move up and be trying to go on to the next level and saying, hey, yeah, we're going to take one of these, two, one of these yeah. top 15 guys and we're going to make them our six-man, seven-man give man that OKC okay, pick,
0: you give your pick, and you try go to up move up into the top up. 15. Yeah.
1: Presented by T-Mobile, the official
0: wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. I am curious, though, also... Uh, I like Jalen Shafino a lot. Mm-hmm. He's kind of a, a kid who could be like somewhere in the like 18 to 20. I've mm-hmm. seen him as going as high as 10, which is kind mm-hmm. of crazy. I don't think that's going to no. happen. Uh, but he's six six. He can play good defense. He can do a bunch of different things. High IQ. Does a lot of interesting uh, training and conditioning that shows me that he cares about his body mechanics, like mm-hmm. his hip mobility is insane, yep. which I think is really important for basketball players at this mm-hmm. next level with this modern NBA. Like, Where do you think he goes?
1: I think he—and this is another one where—
0: Like, would this be a Warrior?
1: Like, would this be a Warrior's pick? It feels like it could be a Warrior's pick and just of we need some type of defense on the road. Yeah, like, like, literally,
0: we get rid of Jordan Poole and we add in Mike Yeah, and you get
1: get a defender. And then if you're Steve Kerr and the Warriors— you feel comfortable about anybody's offense and saying we can we can get the best out of anybody on offense. Like, we can get something out of everybody. Even Gary DePake in the second. Like, he wasn't known highly for his offense. It was really just the defensive side of Paul. But you look at him on going to state, and he has games where he can get it going from three, where he can call, move off ball. And off ball movement, you have to be willing to move off ball. And if you're not able to do that, if you're not conditioned, and that's what I think I, I like about him is that fact that he is conditioned because— uh, that's like what Steve Kerr does in the entire workout. Yep. Like Anthony Edwards. Remember what Anthony Edwards said about his Steve Kerr workout and was like, oh, I did all this running. He was like, oh, you're tired already? Steph does this like for a warm-up. Like, you're you're really tired? Like, I know he's doing that with every player, not just Anthony Edwards. So I I think that it could be a Warriors. If Warriors don't trade up and go make like a splash play, they could go for somebody. A safe option like that. Come off the bench. You don't need stardom. You have stardom in Golden State. You just yeah. need somebody to come off the bench and play defense. And guess what? If Draymond Green really is gone, I don't think he's gone. I think they keep him. I think he comes back. I think it was just something to give the Warriors more flexibility to make this a championship roster because Draymond's a team yeah, player Yeah, it takes like less that. now. Draymond's a team player. Yeah. Like everybody wants to make it seem like Draymond's only out for himself. He's really A-B a team 15 player. 15
0: this year, 20 the next year, 40 yeah. the year after that. I truly you know I mean?
1: believe contracts are a figment of the imagination. Like, at... Especially more in the NFL than the NBA, but definitely in the NBA when it comes to these player options and just saying, all right, we, we're going to decline this player option, but we're still going to resign you. We're going to resign you for less money. And we've seen a, a number of players do that. There was talk of Chris Paul going back. And there's still, Chris Paul, there's still talks of Chris Paul finding somehow to end his way back up in Phoenix because – The Wizards probably aren't going to hold on to him if they don't trade him. And if they have
0: to cut him, then he might just end up back there.
1: And so it's like everybody's taking vet minimums and feels comfortable. And like, we made enough money. We just want to try to win championships. You don't see that as much in the NFL, but you see it a lot more in the NBA. So I think that Draymond could end his way back. So does that take away from a guy like Jace or somebody else coming in defensively? Possibly. But... If not, I think he would be a good fit and a good not not saying replacement, but just somebody to help add to that side of the ball.
0: Another couple teammates who are I don't know what the difference is between them. I personally like Kobe Buffkin more than I like Jet Howard. I think mm-hmm. he'll get taken before Jet Howard. What do you think the biggest difference is between them? Instead, except for the size, right? Like Jet Howard, I think is six seven six eight. Mm-hmm. Kobe Buffkin's five or uh, six five six six.
1: Mm-hmm. I think. Col- Kobe Bufkin has the higher floor, but Jet hired H- Howard has the higher ceiling. Howard could very well be one of the top players in the draft when it's all said and done. Really? But it's in terms, yes, I, I think so, just in terms of scoring, playmaking, all this other stuff. He very well could, but it depends on one. Development. Where, development, fit, like that, that's so many things. And that's the thing where I kind of... I really hate when teams just go best available because it's like best available might not be good for you. Like that's the whole debate that Charlotte is having right now. Are we going best available with Scoot Henderson or are we taking the best fit with Brandon Miller? Is the gap large between them? Absolutely not. But Brandon Miller is clearly a better fit for them with LaMelo handling the ball. But Scoot Henderson could be generational. And I ultimately I think that they make the wrong mistake and they go with Scoot instead of Miller while i do think i again i think scoot is the better player but is he the better player for charlotte may not be question so, that i
0: have for you though following up on that is if you're charlotte what could you get for Lamelo right now on the open market
1: oh you could get the house moon stars whatever you want but you yeah. can't
0: for the third overall for the no, second overall yeah. pick so what you could do is just take scoot and then you trade lamello yeah. you have them play together And then when you need to, you move LaMelo for four first-round picks. Especially if you don't think LaMelo
1: is going to resign. I think that's like the conversation that teams are having. And that was the conversation when they first drafted him. Like, is LaMelo – is this just a one rookie contract pony? And LaMelo dips off to a larger market. Like, possibly. So – and that's ultimately what I think kind of happens here. I think it is a situation, and we're talking long-term, like there's some dynasty basketball players that that are, uh, that are listening and like, oh, I'm loving this because I would love to see LaMelo move on to a bigger market, or a different team. But like, I think that's ultimately the conversation Charlotte is having. What's our chances of retaining Melo? Because while we do get the incentives of max, supermax contracts for staying with your team, original team, but if he is on the move, Scoot is a very good replacement for when we don't have him. One, what is LaMelo's availability? Again, best ability is availability, and he may not be there. So Scoot could be that for them as well. Or do you just buy in all in on LaMelo being a Charlotte Hornet? If you're buying all in on that, you go Brandon Miller. I know we kind of got on a tangent and talking about these two, but like that is just the, it just, there's, I don't remember last time that such a big decision has been made, too. Normally it's just plug and play, go with it, John Morant easy like you're gonna you're taking john moran you're not questioning rj barrett like i it's not one of those situations you really got to think through this is lamello a hornet for long term if no you're going scoot if so you're going brandon miller
0: all right so outside of uh players outside of the top three and who do you think well outside of the who do you think is the biggest riser in Nick this Smith. draft, besides Nick, Nick Smith, Smith.
1: <laughs> besides Nick Smith, I'm sorry, I'm I'm also. So we're going to take Smith. him off. Yes. Who
0: do you think is the biggest surprise fall and rise outside of Nick Smith?
1: The biggest fall, I think, is. I think it's potentially Grady Dick. Just because I don't, I don't know if teams are 100% bought into making it work. Instead of just like they like, there's so many r- teams that just want to kind of plug and play. I don't think he's a plug and play. I think it's something that that you have to make it work and understand. He probably is going to come off the bench for you for a few years. Uh, the biggest riser. Hmm. I don't know if I want to go with Lively. Because I don't know if I—but if I think you're towards the back end of the lottery and I can see you, like, if Orlando sat here and took him at six, I would not be surprised. Really? I, I wouldn't. And it's just because, like, I think that Rudy Gobert just put a bad taste in people's mouth about the shot blocking big. But that is so paramount when you just think about what happened in the Boston series where everybody was getting to the rim and it didn't matter when you look at now you have Jokic who you need somebody to guard him. And at least, at the very least, you have Lively who can actually get a hand in his face. Unlike everybody else who kind of just puts a hand up and Jokic is like...
0: Yeah, can't see him.
1: Oh, I I, I didn't know somebody was guarding me. That's what it looked like in the NBA yeah. Finals. And so I think Jokic is... And we talk about people that owe people checks. Lively probably is going to owe Jokic a check because that NBA Finals... Is fresh. And for me, a lot of this stuff is less about basketball, more about narratives. And so if there's a team, and I, I do think it, a Golden State is a contender, but there's a number of contenders that can use rim protection. It, you, Memphis is a team nobody's talking about right now that they have drafted really, really well in the draft. I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that they say, all right, we're moving up this year to go get somebody because Steven Adams wasn't available when we needed him. Be- and, you know, we need more defense, and we saw that that was really the reason why we lost move to the young, Lakers. P- yeah, move their pick, yeah. move
0: a couple of players, and now Easy all like that. And you all decided you You have so
1: in. much good young talent that yep. is perfectly fine. They drafted so well that Memphis is a 10-deep team that people don't realize. Like, they have, and even, I mean, their G League team won the championship with right. Lofton, and so I think that Memphis is a team that contender. Like, like Lively just gives me, you know, what everybody wanted wise men to be on the defensive end, not the offensive end, but the defensive end. And if you're sitting here telling me that I have somebody that can potentially either now or maybe in the next year or even the next year after that, neutralize a Joel Embiid, neutralize a Giannis, neutralize a Jokic, that is invaluable. And so I can I can see Lively rising as far as five, as six. I wow. think truly as far as six, I can see him getting up there but I can also see him falling to the 12-13 range. So it's just like, will these teams decide that I'm going to trade for a shot blocking big? And that would not be the, a surprise to me at all.
0: Last question before we let you run. Is Zion a member of the New Orleans Pelicans on Friday?
1: Yes. Really? He He's still there on Friday. Does he finish the season? That is something to talk about. But I think at the very least, we get him to the season. He gets there to the season, and then as the season goes on, they may be like, all right, we're done with this. We're not doing this experiment anymore. But on Friday, he's he's still he's still a Pelican.
0: That's Terrell Furman, host of the NBA and WNBA Sports Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Give him a follow on Twitter. His picks on WNBA are some of the best <laughs> that I've ever seen, and I mean this, in a year where everyone is getting just straight murdered, it is just lovely for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can find him at at really rel uh, underscore on Twitter, and uh, do one you have more anything underscore else. There pl- two underscores. Two underscores. Yeah, so two underscores. at really rel r e l l. the guy that has one underscore,
1: underscore doesn't tweet at all, and so if you follow him, you're going to be very, very mistaken.
0: A lot of clips up there, a lot of takes up there. Definitely follow his podcast. Thanks so much for coming on.
1: Hey, thank you. I appreciate it. it was Super fun.
0: insightful.